Welcome to the Sober by Design podcast, where we explore the many pathways to recovery and a better life through conversations with a wide array of guests. Whether you're sober curious, in recovery, or simply looking to improve your mental health and well-being, this podcast will have something for you. Each week, we sit down with inspiring guests from all walks of life who share their personal stories of struggle and triumph, offering valuable insights and practical advice on how to design a life worth living. From addiction and mental health to spirituality and creativity, we cover a wide range of topics that are relevant to anyone seeking to live a more fulfilling and authentic life. So join us on this journey of discovery, growth, and transformation, and start designing a new life. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Sober by Design podcast. Today we have a a great guest. Uh, She was supposed to be on last week and I messed up technologically and she was kind enough to to kind of reschedule with me. So today we have Emily Molnar um, and she is here to tell us a little bit about her story of, you know, recovery, not only in um, the world of alcohol, but also health and and then her fitness journey. And it's a pretty amazing story. So how are you doing today, Emily? I'm good. Thank you for that uh, that intro. I'm doing really well, and I'm excited to be here. Thanks great, me. great. Um, if you just wanted to open up a little bit and give everybody kind of a background of, of kind of where your life started and how you grew up, I think it's always interesting to hear that from people. Yeah, um, so I grew up in North Jersey, uh, born and raised here, and nothing super interesting in my childhood, honestly. I... Um, I would say Marstown, North Jersey is a small town. Um, I went to Catholic school growing up and then went to a public high school here. Um, and yeah, nothing super interesting. My parents are divorced, so I come from that and that, you know, I definitely think has played an impact in my life, but nothing super exciting about my young childhood. Um, everything kind of changed as I got older. And so that's, you know, where what's made me who I am probably started after 18, not necessarily before 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So, um, when did you, I guess, find your first challenge in life? Like up till 18, it sounds like it was going pretty good. I mean, divorce is tricky. I'm a childhood divorce person too, so I get it. Um, yeah. but like, so when, when did that first challenge hit? When did things start to change for you? So I, um, I went to college down in Philadelphia. Um, things, things were okay. I wish now I hadn't gone to school. Um, I haven't used my degree. I, you know, still have student loans, all of that stuff. Um, and I would say that it wasn't necessarily being in the wrong crowd, but I look back now and I think for a long time I was very unhappy in life and I found alcohol as a coping mechanism. Um, so I, you know, was a normal college kid drinking a lot all the time. I hung out at a frat house. Um, but I look back now and especially after school, um, I was in a relationship for a long time that I don't think was the healthiest. And I think things really started to change then in how my life was. Um, I went home after school. So I graduated in 2009 and I came back to North Jersey um, for a couple years. And I was 
dating dating my ex at the time. Um, we were here for a couple years. I, you know, that was when the drinking started to really get heavy. I was hanging out with people and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, the people that I was friends with, we drank all the time. Um, that was what you did. You partied. I mean, this, this town still, um, I had some hesitancy coming back later in life because I was worried that I would end up going back to drinking, not because I wanted to, just because I know what the culture is like here. I haven't. So thank goodness. Um, but I ended up going back down to Philadelphia with my ex in 2012. Um, I hadn't found fitness yet. But I, it was not a healthy relationship, as I said. Mm-hmm. And I look back now and I really was coping. I was depressed. I have a lot of anxiety. I've been diagnosed at this point with severe depressive disorder and an anxiety disorder. And I used alcohol to cope. I mean, I didn't, it got really bad, but that was where I was. I was working in a job that I didn't like. It was extremely stressful. It was um, doing, it was a sales type position and it was very cutthroat. And there was a lot of client facing work where you're out taking your clients for drinks, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it was almost encouraged to be drinking. So all of these things, being unhappy at home, without, you know, going into a ton of detail about that, being unhappy at home. um, You know, I was the breadwinner at the time. So working in a stressful job where I was working 60 hours a week, that kind of thing, it just led to all all of these things kept compounding and compounding. Um, So I think that kind of gives a little bit of the backstory. I don't know if you have. No, no, that's really a good backstory. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people end up coping through alcohol. They don't realize it at the time. You know, it's you're coping with anxiety, you're coping with depression, you're coping with, you know, some disappointment or, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, couple that with a friend group that drinks, couple that with a town like Morristown, right? I mean, I know Morristown. Yeah. It's a, you know, every other storefront's a bar. Um, yes. It is just that way. It, and um, I don't know how that ended up that way but that's how it did um and you know i think it's a story that a lot of people can relate to so you know thank you for sharing that part of it um so i know a little bit about your story again i don't remember exactly how we became connected on instagram i don't know if it was through sobriety or crossfit i couldn't tell you but we are so i i kind of know you know a little bit of your backstory when did um, so you had the, so you had like a relationship challenge. You had this drinking going on. Yep. Then at some point you had a health issue that yes. I know. Um, so when so, did that kind of come about? So I'll, I feel like it's weird. I feel like my life started, um, and changed in a, in, you know, eventually for the better. So, um, in 2016, my relationship ended, which thank God, Um, you know, and I feel, I feel bad saying that out loud, but like, it's, it's for the better. Mm -hmm. Um, and the end of that year I was laid off from a position. So I found myself jobless living by myself for the first time in 10 plus years. Um, and that was when the drinking just 
hit the worst. I mean, I'll be completely honest. I was waking up in the middle of the night to have a drink to stop shaking, to be Mm -hmm. able to go back to sleep. Um, You know, I couldn't have a cup of coffee in the morning without having had a drink so I could physically function the curing. Um, And it got pretty bad. And then I ended up in another pretty unhealthy, toxic relationship. Um, This person was who helped me get sober. Um, I'm extremely competitive. That's why I compete in CrossFit. And he said to me, you will never stop drinking. And I said, watch me. And I quit drinking that day. Wow. I took my last drink and that was it. Um, because if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to, um, I will do whatever it takes to prove you wrong. Um, and I, I love it about myself. I'm not, you know, ashamed, ashamed of that. But, um, so during that time, during that relationship, um, I had so many people had been telling me, you need to try CrossFit. You're going to love CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Um, so a week before I got sober, I, took my first CrossFit class. And I remember this was in 2017. And I remember watching somebody do the open workout because this is March of 2017 and being like, I want to do that. I want to compete. And they're like, you've never touched a barbell before in your life. Like, yeah, let's, let's teach you how to do some of the basics before you get there. But I just, I knew like I walked in there and I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and so I, the week later I walked back in for my next class. And I was 24 hours sober. And I remember watching the wall move. Like I, you know, I had people who were aware of what was happening and that I was detoxing and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But um, I used CrossFit. I would walk the three miles each way just to be out of the house and not sitting there thinking about alcohol and wanting to drink and all of that stuff. And so I walked to the gym and back and I was doing, I don't know if you're familiar with class pass. Uh, no, no, no. So I know it's, it's a national thing at this point, but you would pay for your membership for class pass and you could go to all sorts of different gyms, not just CrossFit. I I was doing, um, kickboxing. I was going to another type of functional fitness at the time and like all these things plus CrossFit. We only got three a month Mm -hmm. to each studio that was like a part of it. And I realized that I was paying more to go to CrossFit three times a week than I was for a class pass. And so I was like, that's it. And canceled class pass and dove headfirst into CrossFit. Um, and so that first year, what was it? So like six months, um, I was, I mean, at one point I was doing on the, they were like, you can't do this many classes. Cause I would do Olympic lifting class and I would go to gymnastics class and then I would go do the wad and they're like, you're, you're trying to do too much. And I was like, but I love it. And I still get that. People still are like, you're overtraining. I'm like, but I genuinely love it. I enjoy the suffering. I enjoy getting better and moving the needle every day. But, um, that's besides the point. So I was heavily involved. I mean, I competed in like an in-house comp a month in, I was like, this is it. Like, I love it. I think I came in dead last. Like I couldn't even hit the wall ball target. Like I didn't grow up playing sports. Mm -hmm. Like the base I've built in the past couple of years is the base. Like I don't have any athletic background. I have zero fast twitch muscles, any of that. Um, so all was good. I even, I was smoking still. Cause I was like, 
I can't quit drinking and smoking at the same time. It's just too much, too sure. much. So for the first six months, eight months, whatever, I was still smoking. Um, and I quit smoking by, I did a comp and I, I've told people this, so I'm not like, it's embarrassing now to say it, but like I was behind the gym smoking during this comp. Um, and it was a rookie competition. It, you know, it is what it is. And that day I was like, all right, I'm quitting. I drove three hours to my mom's house and I gave her my pack of cigarettes and that was it. Probably hurt more than quitting drinking. I'm not going to lie. Like the uncomfortableness of quitting smoking sucks. But um, so that was the end of that. A month later, I got sick. Um, I was coming home from work. I thought I was having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. Turns out it was the aura for a grand mal seizure. And so this was November of 2017. And they did, of course, because when you're sober, people just think that you're overdosing when you have a seizure. Sure. Um, so I was in the hospital for several days with testing and they saw something on my brain, which they thought at the time was a brain bleed. So we had to pull back on my training. Um, I was not allowed to do super heavy lifting. I wasn't allowed to do high intensity, um, but I still moved. I mean, I, as soon as I could, I was back in the gym because that, that has been my saving grace for everything for so long now. Mm-hmm. Um, or at the time it was, and it still is now. And we went about two months. I had MRIs every month and they noticed that it was getting bigger and a bleed would not get bigger. And so I think it was the very, very end of 2017. So like December, the end of December. And I remember looking at my MRI with my mom and I was like, that's not, that's bigger. Like that wasn't what that was. Um, And that was when I was first diagnosed with brain tumor, with Mm. cancer. Um, They thought at the time it was a glioblastoma, which I'm not sure if you're familiar is a death sentence and it still is to this day it is like um and i'm gonna mind blank on the word but it is not a curable cancer at this point um i was brought on to a different hospital system seen with like the head of neurosurgery um at jefferson in philadelphia and they decided they were going to do a craniotomy um so I had sat there for almost two months being like, okay, this is it. Like, you know, this is, this is, is what it is. You can't change it. Like you can only focus on how you're reacting to it. Like that's all you can control. Um, so in February of 2018, I had a full craniotomy. Um, they ended up going in a little bit more than they expected because it just wasn't what they thought it was Uh, a glioblastoma i believe and don't quote me on this can be parts of it can be removed um what i had was called a diffused tumor so it turned out it was not a glioblastoma um it was cns lymphoma um which is very very rare at this point still is to this day and they don't know much about it but they had to go in a little bit deeper um so i do have a plate in the top of my head a titanium plate there's like a couple layers um But yes, I still love to do handstand push-ups. Nothing's going to stop me. Everybody's like, how does it, does it hurt unless I have a scrunchie directly on it? Um, So you'll never see me with this if I'm doing handstand push-ups. But yeah, so that, I mean, this is, this is my favorite part. And I didn't realize it until this year that 
I did my first open workout, I want to say 10 days after having a cranial. Wow. I look back and I'm like, who thought that was a good idea? That's crazy. Um, so, because because I had started during the open, I didn't do the open in 2017. So my first open was the 2018. Um, and yeah, that was, and I RX'd it. I'd never touched a 35 pound dumbbell in my life. And <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my my first workout. I think I made it through five rounds, but at the time that was huge. I was like, oh my God, like I just RX the open, my first ever workout. Um, but yeah, now I, now I look back, I'm like, that was probably not the best plan. <laughs> I could just say, so my, my father had an aneurysm. And I don't remember the exact year, but it was probably right around when you had your craniotomy. So I was going, you know, he he had his brain surgery obviously he was completely unhealthy he was you know but he was in pretty good shape for his age the way he looked for like two months was not able to do anything so the fact that you went out there 10 days later is quite amazing and maybe I'm, not, I'm just gonna cut, like you know i always put little disclaimers we're not suggesting this is a good idea yes, <laughs> i tell i tell members today that i coach i'm like do what i say not what i do like please please don't do what i do i know it's not yeah. healthy um but i've i've earned that at this point like yeah. No, that's an amazing thing. And, you know, just can I step back one one step further yeah, even? Like, so when you're in the car that day and, and you have that episode, what did that feel like? Like, what was happening? Because you said panic attack. Was it just, like, too much or did you actually no. seize? So I, you know, when you rub your eyes really hard uh -huh. and you kind of see, like, puffy clouds, I was seeing that, but my eyes were open okay. and I thought that was weird, but I just had that overall like doom feeling. If I don't know if you've ever had a full blown panic attack, like where you just like the world's not okay. Mm -hmm. And I just had that feeling. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't place it. Um, I don't remember everything. Okay. Um, so some of this is like stuff my mom has told me. Mm -hmm. um, I was living with my grandma at the time. Um, and I'm really glad that I had sat, I came back down the stairs at my grandma's house and I had sat down when the seizure itself started, because if I was standing, I probably would have smacked my head. Um, and I lost complete consciousness. Like I don't remember. And like any of that, I do remember I came to briefly when the paramedics were taking me out of the house, but then I lost consciousness. Um, again, so I don't like, it's very hazy. Like, mm -hmm. I remember going back to the hospital where I had been like, cause I was living outside of Philly at the time and being like, I've been here before, like that kind of feeling. And like, it's weird. It's a very, very strange, like that whole period of time, like even chemo, it just doesn't feel real. Like it feels like a dream. I'm like, this happened to me. Like, this is my life. Like that wasn't, you know, and that's the, it's a strange feeling. Yeah. I think that's a typical brain surgery kind of thing though. Again, going back to my father, like he couldn't tell me what happened. He kind of lost three months of life. You know, he still, uh, I was talking to him yesterday in the car and he still is afraid to take a shower because he had his aneurysm in the shower Ugh. and he thinks he literally thinks that somebody hit him in the shower because it like the pain he felt you know, when it happened, he, you yeah. know, he associates the shower with that pain and he, you know, just some of the thoughts were so crazy. And I said, the brain is so, you know, delicate 
in that like this small little area because I saw the the scans and I mean his thing was small so you yeah. know if you had a tumor it's obviously a little bit larger so you know the fact that again like you know your memory's there all that stuff I think it's awesome you know I I look at myself as I know I'm very lucky are there moments where it's frustrating yes mm-hmm. um so I have some issues right now with, and this will never go away. It's something that I have to deal with for the rest of my life, but there are muscles on my right side. So where the tumor was, was on the left-hand side, because that's my dominant hemisphere. So that's what controls this side. Um, so my uh, tricep, my lower lat, and my um, like glute med area mm-hmm. on the right side don't always fire. Um, there, I have a hard time controlling the side of my body. Not all the time. Um, there are times where it's worse than, than others. Um, but yeah, so it's frustrating as an athlete yeah. because there are days where just things aren't clicking. They're not going to work. My foot's going to roll out because I can't get my, you know, body to do what I want it to do. Um, is that going to stop me? No. Um, but yeah, like there's, I have a hard time memory n- new memory is not a strong suit. Okay. Um, you'll notice sometimes I say, um, it's because I'm trying to figure out the next word that I want to say. Sure. Uh, and it sucks, but I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, so you have to take the good with the bad. And my, my oncologist is like, I'll try and be like, this is, this isn't working. And she's like, what? She's like, your quality of life is great. I was like, but I'm an athlete. Like I'm a competitor. I have some extremely high level goals. I want to be an elite athlete. And so it can get tough some days, but I just, you know, I remember that I get to do this every day. I still get to do this every day. And I just hope to use what I've been through to at least motivate and inspire other people because just to know that you can do whatever you set your mind to. So as much as this is a shitty situation or was a shitty situation and the outcome, Mm -hmm. you know, there are things that are frustrating. At least I can do that. At least there's a positive that comes out of it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. You know, it, it could have been a lot different, right? That, that, you know, there's, there was a lot of outcomes and I think yours is a a pretty good one. Um, You know, so, you know, you get through surgery, you're in CrossFit. Obviously, I know you as a coach, you know, how did that transition start to happen for you? Um, so I was in chemo from March of 2018 to the end of October of 2018. Um, I got my L1 during that time because I was like, I, I looked at it as I have two choices. I can either sit here and wait to die and be like, this is the end. My life sucks, blah, blah, blah or I can fight. And so I decided to just focus on being an athlete. And Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to compete, but I just said, this is my life. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to compete. And so that became my sole focus and gave me a purpose while I was there. Um, I brought my food with me to the hospital every single time. I brought meal prep. Um, You name it, I had workouts to do. I made sure to get steps in while I was there. Um, Everything that I could do and could control, I did. I might not have been able to train the way I would have wanted to, but I, you know, I read as many mindset books as I could because 
I was like, I can't train. I'm going to focus on my mindset. Like, what can I do? What can I control right now to be an athlete to, you know, at the time, it's still now to this day is the goal, but to make it to the games. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to compete. I want to be elite. Like, what can I do? And so that was what my focus was. So I got my L1 during it um, because I had started volunteering with the Phoenix when I first got sick because if I couldn't train, I could at least coach and help other people. Sure. so I did that. So I had my own one and then I actually got denied uh, disability at the time because they said I had not had cancer for long enough. Oh, yeah. Um, so I started coaching uh, in 2018 in November, like right after I was done treatment because I had no choice. I had nothing. There was nothing I could do. Sure. Um, so I started that and have been coaching ever since. So I started coaching 2017, but I really started in 2018. Um, and I've made it a full-time thing, which is not easy to do. Um, but it gives me the opportunity to a help people because I know how important being healthy is because I look at it as I quit drinking and then I quit smoking and then I got sick, which yes, does that suck? But if I hadn't done those things, treatment would not have gone as well as it did. And so beyond wanting to motivate and inspire people, I know how important being healthy is. And so I just want to help other people. And I want to show people that you can do whatever you set your mind to. So it's kind of, you know, twofold of I'm going to, I don't care if I'm 65 and that's when I make it to the games as a master's athlete, like I will get there. But I also, you know, I coach because I want to help people and, you know, then I also get to be in the gym as much as I want. Yeah. I mean, listen, looking in at at your feed, one, I think you live (laughs) a very healthy lifestyle. I can say that. Um, And it's an inspiring feed. I couldn't couldn't do everything that you're doing, right? Like you definitely live uh, the life that you talk about. So I can say that without a doubt, right? Like see the meal prep, see the food um see the training so it's all there um you know which i think is amazing and and to your point about you know you wouldn't have been able to make it through treatment i was just at my doctor yesterday and um i go to a functional uh medicine doctor and you know he knows my backstory about drinking and he always reminds me that you know even though i've been sober for just about 11 years that like the time i spent drinking like killed my body Right. So like, yeah. I have to treat myself better now than I, than a normal person. Right. I have to take supplements. I have to supplement certain vitamins. Like there's certain deficiencies that I'm just going to have that, um, others might not. And even our muscles react differently. Um, I had had a, a woman on earlier in, in recording, uh, this woman, Jill, and she wrote a whole book about how alcohol actually affects your muscles. So, That's, you know, yeah. it's a it's a thing. And, you know, the fact that you noticed it and, and can say, yeah, I had to be healthy, you know, and I, I was lucky to be healthy. It's a lot of people take their health as like, um, you know, a given. And it's yeah, not. It's not. It's not. It, your health isn't. And like that was the biggest thing I learned, especially like having when they thought initially like it was a different type of cancer. Like life is short, like you need to be happy, you need to be healthy, you know, it can all be taken away in the blink of an eye. And I, you know, it sucks that it took me getting sick to realize that. So I try to share that. But I think people don't realize until it's too late. 
um, that it it can everything can change. You don't see it coming, but I, as much as like it sucks, I'm so glad that it happened. And I know that sounds so strange, but like I love my life. Like I'm so happy. I love getting to do what I I do every day. I love being dialed in. I love the workouts. I love you know every aspect of it. Um, I mean, even, even my relationship now, I would not have met him if it wasn't for CrossFit and it's, you know, so I'm just very grateful that everything in my life has led up to where it has. And, you know, it, yeah, it sucks that I got sick. Um, you know, I can't, I can't remember words all the time, you know, that kind of thing, but it, I'm alive and I'm enjoying the hell out of my life. And so that's, you know, I would not be here if it wasn't for at all of that. Yeah. And Everything it does, it does take an event sometimes for people to snap around and, you know, it's either the loss of a loved one or our, our own illness or, you know, something happens and it kind of snaps us around and some people can hold on to that idea for forever. Some people hold on to it, you know, for a, a finite amount of time. But I think, you know, until you experience certain things, you just don't understand, you know, health, life, living to the fullest, you know, all these things. Um, the, the, you know, going back a little bit further, you know, you gave up alcohol, you just quit, which is, you know, again, I'll caveat this, maybe not always the best idea. I, you know, I've had a couple other people on here, you know, you know, you do, if you're going to be at a certain level and you've been drinking and, you know, and you might want to have like a medical detox kind of thing, but I did the same thing. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. I just stopped drinking one day too. Um, luckily I did not experience any, uh, sort of uh, medical outcome from that. It's not easy, but it sounds like what you did is you, you decided, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. And you had kind of already been at CrossFit and that CrossFit became your community. So is community like a huge part of your like sort of recovery? Like, do you find it that like you're accountable to those people? So that helps. And, or is it just like a whole lifestyle now? I would say it's a whole lifestyle. I'm well aware. I say this to people. Yes, I replace one addiction with another, but it's a hell of a lot better of an addiction um, than drinking was. And I'm okay with that. I think for me, it's the whole lifestyle. I like, sometimes I'm like, could I have a drink now? And I'm like, even if I wanted to and could possibly have a single drink, that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, it would ruin everything that I've worked so hard for. I mean, it takes, it's going to take me a lot longer to be successful in this sport than it will a lot of other people because of what I've been through. Mm -hmm. And I can't change that. But why on earth would I set myself back even more? Um, You know, I I wear whoop. Are you familiar with? Yep. Yep. So I, I have people, you know, members and stuff who are like, wow, I had one beer and my recovery score is red. Like, why would I do that to myself and set myself back even further? You know, who knows what it would do to the muscles that already don't fire and make things worse. It's not, to me, it's not worth it. Um, so yes. So like I've used CrossFit to help me get and stay sober, but I also just have zero desire at this point. I would much rather eat my calories than drink them. Sure. And I don't, Listen, I don't know that it's a one-for-one replacement of addiction to addiction. It's, you know, the way I look at it is like, you know, we, somebody has said, you know, 
what we like to do, addicts or people who you know have an issue, are we like to modulate our insides with something from the outside. So you know, we did that with alcohol. Some people do it with food. Some people do it, you know, with just television or their phone or whatever it is. Right? There's a thousand things that we can do. I don't know that fitness. I mean, I think there are. I talked with a, a, another uh, person that does CrossFit about it on his podcast. Like, I think there is a level where it can get a little weird. But again, I don't know that it's so bad either, right? Yeah. Like it's like there only if like you're hurting yourself. I think that's where it becomes dicey, right? But yeah. like is building muscle, is going to the gym for like, you know, three hours bad? I don't think so, right? Like my, my older son is, is uh, stopping track. In a, uh, well, he stopped yesterday. It was his last meet. So like today okay. he's picking right back up and going to the gym because he loves it, That's right? Awesome. It helps yeah. his mind. It helps his body. He lost a ton of weight during track season. Um, so he's super bummed about that. Like he was down like 15 pounds. And um, so he wants to put his muscle back on. But, you know, who am I to say two hours at the gym's too long for him? I don't think it is, you know, if it makes yeah. him happy. Um, and and the same for you, you know? Yeah, it makes me very happy. Like, I'm, you know, it's hard for me. Like I had, I had therapy this morning and I'm like anxious to get into the gym. I like, just said to my boyfriend, I was like, we're going to the gym right after this, right? Like, can we please go? <laughs> like, I'm ready. I have my training and stuff. Like, I know what I'm doing for the day. Um, you know, we're going out to eat tonight, and I already know what I'm going to get. It's already logged in my nutrition and stuff like that. So it's like, you can make it work. But, like, I just, the whole lifestyle, like, I just enjoy it. I like being an athlete. Um, you know, I like when people are like, they come up to me and they're like, oh, like, you look really strong. Or, like, they'll ask me a question in the grocery store of, like, what should I get? And, like, to me, like, I like that. Like, I don't have a problem with sure. that. It's, you know, it's all encompassing. You know, balance isn't easy. Um, and I don't, but I don't care. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a balanced person, but I'm, I, at least I know it. And I, you know, I own it. So. Yeah. And you've managed to kind of work this into, again, a way to, to make a living. So there's, you know, there's, you're already kind of in that sphere all day. So it exactly. kind of helps you out in, in kind of living this lifestyle fully for like oh, me, yeah. it's very, you know, it'd be very challenging, right? Like I have a, a job and then I have these meetings that come up, you know, all the time, obviously last week, you know, I, I was like, you know, no <laughs> but, um, you know, it, so it is challenging for some you know, some people, and, and I think you probably see it with some members, you know, they're up and down and, you know, um, you know, some take it more seriously. Um, I know when I was going to the gym, you know, there were folks who, you know, obviously were there just, you know, they're one free hour a day, you know, and, but I think it's great to make the time, like whatever time you can make, I think it is super important to take care of your physical being. I, I agree. And I, I said to people all the time, like, yes, I think CrossFit is a great, um, a great vehicle for being healthy and all of that stuff. But I just want people to move because mm. movement is medicine. Movement is the most important. So if Zumba is what you like, then go do that. Like if you like running, go do that. Like, yes, we all know we need to strength train, but like whatever's going to make you happy, that's what I want you to do. It doesn't have to be, you know, I, I care that you're coming in. You don't necessarily have to do ring muscle ups. You don't have to do handstand pushups, right. you know, like just come in and move. And that's what's so important. And I don't think everybody, everybody's like, I'd rather you do a 20 minute walk than nothing. You know, if you're like, oh my God, I only have this amount of time. Like something is better than nothing, you know, and I would much rather that 
uh, than not doing anything at all. Yeah, and a lot of people just kind of think like, well, I can't do this full workout, so therefore I'm not going to do anything, right? It's like they kind of just write it off. And the, the easiest thing is to just walk out their front door and start walking exactly. for like 20 you minutes. Do, there's so many body weight movements and stuff. And it's like, especially like once you get started, I know getting started, I say this to people all the time, like getting started is the hardest part. There are, I love this, but there are days where I'm like, I am so sore. I don't want to move. Yeah. But I also, for me personally, like you got to remember your why, like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my competitors are out there training. I could take the day off. No one's going to stop me from that. But then they're getting ahead of me, and I don't want that. Um, so you just have to find your why, but also just get moving. Sometimes once you just start, those endorphins hit, and you're like, yeah, and you just keep going. You know, you're like, okay, I can actually do this. I can move today. Um, and it happens a lot. I help people at the beginning of class. They're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. And at the end of, end of class hour, they're like, I'm really glad I did that. And it's like, I, you just got to get people to start. Yeah. You're always glad at the end of those classes that you went, oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it hurts, but you're glad. So the exactly. goal moving forward for you is to keep competing. You know, what, yeah. what's your, the end game is the games, the, the CrossFit games, yeah. games. For those who don't know, it's like the end of the year. Um, it's like the Super Bowl for the CrossFit yeah. world. Um, and there's a lot of steps to get there. Um, go online, read about it. But it is it is very hard. Um, the competitors this year, I mean, we've had a couple people drop out, right? Like Mal O'Brien dropped out. Hallie Adams dropped out. Again, for, for what I can gather from the news, Hall, you know, Hallie Adams was very clear it was a mental health thing. Mal, yeah. it sounds like it was the same thing from what I can take in. Um, and she's young. I mean, she's, I think They're a year, young, yeah. Haley's like a little bit older than my, my oldest and Mal, I think is two years younger than my oldest. And I know what a struggle it is for him just to be a teenager right now. So I can't imagine with this extra weight of like being one of the top in the world. Um, but it's a lot of pressure to get there. So, yes. you know, you obviously are in that world and that's your goal though. Yeah, so that's my goal, and like I said, it's going to take me longer um, to get there, but I'm okay with that. I have my family supportive, my boyfriend is supportive. Um, it takes a lot of work. I mean, I'm in the gym for hours a day. Every little decision I make uh, is important, but I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's going to take me a long time because I don't fit into the adaptive category sure um because my muscles don't they fire sometimes they don't always um and i can make things happen like my brain has created new pathways which is kind of cool um with the way i do double unders with the way a handstand walk so like i've i've figured out workarounds but i just know it's going to take me longer but i love the journey i love the process because i get to share along the way everything i'm going through but yeah that is that is the ultimate goal but it's you know, focusing on one step at a time, one little bit, you know, um, because you can't control the end goal, you know, like right. I can't control if they decide to take masters away, like that, that changes things. I can't stop that from happening if there's no more masters at the games or something like that. Um, so I just, you know, I have a local comp coming up. My boyfriend and I are teaming up together to do. Um, and then my other big goal is to make it back to masters fitness collective at the end of the year. Um, I would love to podium. That's, that's the big goal in the lower, lower division that they have there. Um, 
but you know, I don't know what the workouts are. I don't know. Things might sure. completely not line up. I have strengths. I have weaknesses. We're trying to fill in all the holes right now, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, competing and, and making it to that point is the big focus right now, but enjoying every day on the way is also. Yeah. Super I mean, that is the, the point of living, right. Is to enjoy yeah. it. That's, you know, one thing that I try to say to everybody. And that's part of this podcast is like, yeah, we get sober, but um, some people get sober and they just get caught up in being sober. Like, let's get, you know, let's find that, but then have uh, like a life around yeah, it. Like, like whatever I, you do. <laughs> I get to, I get to live life. I, you know, I am cancer free. I am sober. Like I get to do this every yeah. day. And that's so exciting to me. Yeah. Like that's it just makes me, makes me happy. That's awesome. Um, I am going to ask you a couple of things just to wrap up, but like one is, uh, you know, I like, I like to ask people like kind of what they're watching, what they're listening to, what they're reading. I think you have, you know, I see that you are an avid listener of things and, you know, I don't know how much you view things. You know, I think you, you're a gamer. Uh, yeah. So, um, (laughs) what, what's, uh, what's the stuff that you're doing in your off time? That's it. Um, I'm so bad with off time, but I've been working a lot harder to do it, which is why I've gone back to gaming. Um, I'm playing Destiny right now, uh, Destiny Two. Um, I'm when I'm reading, it's gonna be something mindset, something that's gonna help me as an athlete. Should I try and have more like fiction in there? Maybe, but I, I just anything I'm reading is gonna be mindset related to help me. Um, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm completely mind blanking on the name of the book that I'm reading right now. That's okay. <laughs> I can, I can text you. Yeah, that's fine. You. Um, yeah, you name it, like any of the athlete books that are gonna help you. Um, I'll never say um, Atomic Habits is a good one. Yeah. Um, definitely somewhere to start if you're looking to, you know, kind of change your lifestyle little by little. Um, what else? Am I watching anything right now? I don't even have cable at my house, if that says anything. Like, <laughs> okay. I, in the morning, my morning routine is to watch CrossFit uh-huh. just to get me hyped for the day. But you also never know what you're going to learn, especially when yeah. you're watching, like, the elite athletes, whatever it is, mayhem, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's usually what I'm doing. Um, and then podcast wise, let's see, what am I listening to? Um, Invictus has a really good podcast. I love the Misfits podcast, um, training think tank, any of those like bigger companies, um, or bigger training platforms, I should say. Um, Brute did have a podcast, but they haven't been doing episodes lately. And then my favorite is Justin Sua. Uh, he has short little clips, uh, almost every day. Um, he's one of my favorite favorite mindset coaches out there and um so he has like two minute pieces in the morning um and i i almost it's part of my morning routine if he's put one out i listen to it in the morning all right and because you are a coach and i've had some coaches that their playlists i'm like eh. and others you know there's one in particular that i always loved his music on a friday um what what's going on in your class music wise um Depends on what the workout is. I have a lot of times right now because I'm at a new gym, I'm just picking whatever the like EDM hype playlist is. Okay, okay. Um, so for classes, there's that. If I'm training myself, it's 
gonna be either meek mill radio okay yeah 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 um or i have a playlist called dominate just that like stuff that gets me hyped up uh a lot of effects um Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with them or not um but that kind of thing stuff that's just like go get them like let's go all right (laughs) that's that's gonna be my thing but then i love also if i can do a country day if i can get my class to be okay with country i will i will definitely do country i love squatting the country yeah we had a i had a couple country playlists going uh you know at the gym my again my favorite and i'll just you know ari uh was the trainer and he would uh always just you know have old school hip-hop so it was like wu-tang tribe called awesome. quest you know and it was just it wasn't for everybody but it was it hit no. it hit you gotta, you gotta know your audience <laughs> It hit like three of us in the class normally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, a lot of times, like, I struggle to do pop. Like, I just, yeah. it's so hard for me to sit there for like hours of pop music. Like, I'll say this I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Like, I will be the first to change it if she comes on. Um, so, yeah, I need, I need a little bit more than that. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, I, and then I typically try to give recommendations. The TV thing is getting hard just because I'm on all the time. And I don't, I can't watch enough TV to give recommendations every week. So I'm going to skip TV this week. Although I am looking forward. (laughs) I see on Netflix, there's a show um, and I heard about it. uh, It's Chimp Empire. So it's, it's this five part documentary about chimpanzees and they kind of go through and uh, you know, each, each chimpanzee has a name and they all like, they kind of follow them and they kind of show you the social structure of this, this group of, of chimps and how they actually communicate um, with each other, very little verbal communication, but I, I am looking forward to watching that one. Um, and then just staying on the music thing, um, for me today, when I was working out, I noticed like my workout mix is basically at this point, it becomes like run the jewels, which okay. is killer Mike and, um, uh, good stuff. Yeah. ELP. And then, uh, NF, which I didn't. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's weird because I'm definitely not like, I'm not over, well, I'm not religious at all, but like, I really like Christian rap. I mean, there's other Christian, Christian rap artists out there that I really enjoy. So I, I like the I idea of it. I never knew that they were Christian rap. I never, yeah, it's like, like, I like some of their stuff's harder too. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan. So they have a pop, a song on pop radio right now yeah. that it's not, it's not my, my cup of tea. Um, I believe I've it's been... Christian rap though. I think it is. And there's really? a couple other ones too. It's definitely like a religious rap. So if you listen to some of his other stuff, he's definitely like shouting out God and you know, it is, it definitely has like a religious undertone to I'll have it. i to look into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My boyfriend has gotten me into I Prevail and Bad Omens lately. Okay. And that's been been where we've been. And when we're in the garage together working out, that's what we'll have on. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely a different type of music that you're listening to when you're working out, right? I couldn't, oh, yeah. you know, today I was I was doing bench press and I was like, whatever song was on, it was I was not feeling it. And then a Run yeah. the Jewels song came on. I was like, all right, I'm yes. good, I'm good to yeah. go. You know, yes. it, whatever was on beforehand was not was not, not hitting. Happening. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a good thing to have music around when you're working out. Um, I can row and watch TV like, you know, or like listen to a podcast. Like I can have like a show on in the background and just have that noise and I can row, 
but I can't work out like with a podcast on. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't work out with a podcast on and I have to be careful because if I'm doing zone two and I can't let my heart rate get high, I have to be careful what music's on because mm-hmm. I'll end up going too fast and too much. Um, so I definitely have yeah. to be, be selective yeah. about that. Yeah. For the past couple months, like I, I've been slowly getting back into working out. So like I had okay. kind of fallen off and th- that's why I was going to my doctor. And so the rowing for me was the, the entry back in. And it, and he said like slow rowing, you know. So for me to s- slow row is like, okay, I can watch a show and have it yes. on and just kind of just go through the motions and that was enough to get me back to okay i can work out again um yeah. but Good. yeah it's exciting yeah um well emily i appreciate your time today i'm gonna link your social media um yes. for sure i think everybody should give you a follow because again you're posting you. tons of content it's you know it is showing you how to live a very healthy life um i don't know that everybody could could meet what you're doing but Take some of it, <laughs> you know, take what you want, leave the rest, as they say in AA, um, which I don't really go to, but I know their slogans. <laughs> and um, but I think it's yeah. a great it's a great follow. So hopefully everybody yeah. follows. I'll um, obviously, you know, link you in the in the thank post. You. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank-, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, I want to share my story. I hope to motivate and inspire people, you know. I'm not saying live the life that I live, but little habit changes can go a long, long way. Yes, they can. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share everything. Great. Well, thanks. And everybody, if you could like, review, subscribe, do all these podcast things that they tell me are important, that would be great. And we'll see you next week.